One day in 1817, in a sleepy town in England, a woman wandered into town. This first sounds like a normal story, but there's a twist. She claims to be a lost princess. It's a real-life Disney story. Oh. From hell. Oh. No, <laughs> We're going dark today. I'm joking. <laughs> hey, Wanderers. Welcome back to another Foolish Wanderers podcast, the podcast about anything and everything. Today, we're going to be talking about the strange tale of Princess Caribou? Carabou? The heir of Caribou Coffee. Nice. Not really. Just joking. Oh. Should I start? <laughs> <laughs> so awkward (laughs) okay so on the on the thursday before easter or the evening of monday thursday monday thursday yeah it's like the that's the the thursday before easter it's monday thursday okay out of all the people i thought you would know that and you'd be like yes (laughs) i'm impressed that you know that i don't think i've ever heard of that word unless i just like write it down (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I will <laughs> be a note. Look this up. Yep. Look it up later. Okay, so Katrina doesn't know this obscure... Okay. Whatever. <laughs> the Thursday before Easter in 1817, a young woman wearing colorful Eastern dress was seen wandering through the sleepy village of Almondsbury. That's pretty. I like that mm. name. It is eight miles north of Bristol, so England. Yeah. She was wearing a black stuffed gown with a muslin frill at the neck, a red and black shawl around her shoulders, and a black cotton shawl on her head, carrying no more than soap and a few coins, one being a bad sixpence. What's so a it was bad like, sixpence? So it's a counterfeit sixpence. So sixpence oh, is like okay. the pre like dead money, you know? It's, okay. Like it's, it, they don't use it anymore because they use yeah. pounds and whatever, whatever. But like sixpence was like old currency. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So the mysterious woman began knocking on doors, calling herself Princess Caribou. And when villagers answered, she spoke a language no one could understand. Um, she eventually knocked at the door of a cottage who, um, that was the home of the village cobbler and uttered strange words to the owners. She talked in a language that no one could understand, but by her signs, the cobbler realized that she was asking for food and shelter. Oh. I mean, like, I think it's pretty, like, like, doing those signs are pretty obvious. It should me. be. Yeah. You're just, like, like, mouth, like, you, you need know, like, food. mouthing that you're eating, like, a burger, you know, like, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Yeah. and then sleep, you just kind of do, like, the, you know, like, hands pressed to your side. You know, yeah. the side of your face, and you go like, you know, and maybe snore. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's so pretty it's, universal. Yeah, it's pretty universal. So I don't know why it took so long and so many knocks for these people to figure it out. Maybe she didn't, like, do the hand gestures to everybody. She just kind of lost hope and was like, I need help. Give me food. <laughs> okay, so she was given some bread and milk, and she also mimed that she wanted to sleep. So baffled by the woman, the village cobbler took her to Mr. Hill's house. So as the overseer of the poor, Mr. Hill hauled vagrants before the court. 
Oh. So he... <laughs> not the best job. No. So, um, yeah, so he, Mr. Hill is the overseer of the poor. <laughs> okay. That is such an, like, an insane, um, little desk plaque to have. Like, <laughs> overseer of the poor. Overseer of the poor. It just has, like, a little pull-out tab, like, overseer of the poor. And it keeps going. I take him to oh my the court. It just keeps pulling out this long strip of metal. <laughs> it keeps, <laughs> it has all the titles. Okay, so yeah, so Mr. Hill again, overseer of the poor, was supposed to haul vagrants before the court. So, but was the woman a beggar? So Mr. Hill carted her off to the town clerk, Mr. Whirl, who happened to have a Greek butler. Yet not even the butler recognized the stranger's language. So they were like, what's this weird woman speaking? I know. Let's ask Greek. the Greek butler. Just because Greek is such a <laughs> random, strange language because it's not like it's you know one of like the founding for what is it democracy? Like that's like the OG democracy, like OG classic, like classic art. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because that's like everything. Like after the weird in like art history, like after the weird like cave drawings and like women with like big like titties with you know like. <laughs> weird clay figures that they find yeah. in like Europe they go into like ancient Greece yeah they do and you're like here's this marble statue so it's gorgeous yeah. gorgeous yeah teeny little weenies <laughs> but, <laughs> realistic but, realistic <laughs> don't get your hopes up ladies and men's but oh my gosh so yeah I just thought that was funny like reading this that they're like let's have our weirdo Greek Ask her if it's no, no. That that was just that was funny to me. So yeah, so even the Greek butler doesn't know what she's saying. <laughs> Not like there's like thousands of other languages that she could be speaking, but you know, we yeah. give it a shot. It's like we randomly have this one guy, Greek butler. <laughs> he knows one other language. Yep, give it a shot. Here we go. <laughs> um, so it would look okay. So. So it would look bad for the town clerk, so Mr. Worrell, to be harboring a seemingly foreign homeless woman with a counterfeit coin. <laughs> like, it looks bad on his image, I guess, at that time. Okay. Like, it looks bad. Yeah. Okay. So him and his wife, Mrs. Worrell, they arrange for Caribou to be given a room at the local inn, The Bowl. And The Bowl still exists. Does it really? That's impressive. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, if you think about it, it'd be, it, like doing like history like in england and europe mm -hmm. you'll be like okay this weird random inn from like the 1500s look it up today it still exists like yeah, that's it's just how it's crazy it goes it's nuts yeah. meanwhile over here it's like sears are going out of business left to right you tear it down right away or tear it down yep kmart yep. gone <laughs> yep i i kind of loved it's interesting that they keep harboring on the fact that there's one singular counterfeit coin <laughs> like it's well, it's, one bad it, it, I guess it was weird to them, you know, counterfeit money okay. at this little village. It's sure. odd. I suppose, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. So Mrs. No, not Mrs. She might not. We don't, they don't even know if she's married. We don't know. It's a mystery. So the caribou, mm -hmm. Lady Caribou, is at the local inn, the bowl. So at that time, botanical prints were all the rage and popular. Um, like as decorative items, just like today in art hipsters' apartments. The pretty. Mm. 
On the wall of the inn's parlor was a picture of a pineapple. Is this like is this the time like where pineapples were super rare and everyone was yes. like sharing pineapples? Okay. Well, they're prob- they're you know like this is like sort of eighteen seventeen. This is sort of like the air like yeah like the time period where pineapples are like seen as a very rich luxury. So mm-hmm. having a picture of a pineapple on the wall is kind of like having a picture of like a Rolls Royce on oh, your wall. Shape. Like yeah. that's not very weird to some people, right? You, you know, yeah. it's not weird to me. To have a picture of a car on your wall. Yeah. Oh, just, yeah, just interesting. But, yeah. What, what episode was that that we talked about the history of the pineapple? I don't remember what number, but it's called it's The History of the Pineapple. It's pretty interesting. Go look and it it's, uh, it's juicy. It's a bang. It's juicy. <laughs> the juicy history. Mm-hmm. The juicy history of the pineapple. Yeah, so at the, okay, so back. So yeah, there's a picture of a pineapple on the wall of the inn. <laughs> And Caribou points to the picture and says the word nanas, which is Indonesian for pineapple. Okay. So the effect, because she said a word pointing, she seems to recognize this image. Mm-hmm. So that the effect was electrifying. And the witnesses were convinced that the exotic fruit was from the mysterious stranger's homeland and assumed her to be from Asia. Okay. So the young woman had some curious habits. So including an interest in Chinese imagery, sleeping on the floor, and going onto the roof of the world's home to pray. The woman apparently called herself caribou and only drank tea and ate vegetables. Mr. Worrell, however, was still unsure and declared that the lady was a beggar who should be taken to Bristol and tried for vacancy. That's insane to me that they used to put people in jail just for being poor. Or put into workhouses and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They probably still do in some parts of the world. I know, yeah, it happens. It's crazy to me that you don't try to help them, you're just like, jail. Poor jail. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Okay, so the woman was taken to Bristol to be examined by the mayor and then on to St. Peter's Hospital, which cared for vagrants. However, she caused so many problems there that she was put back to the world's care. Oh, my. Okay, so by now, word had spread of the attractive foreign stranger, and other curious members of society came to visit the woman, now known as Caribou. The stranger was being treated like a visiting head of state. So she was bringing, like, she was big... People were coming like visit her and try to talk to her, and, like, she was being invited places. So she, she like boomed like she went from vagrant to high society real quick oh yeah like the glow up (laughs) the glow up the glow up of the caribou yeah (laughs) so the princess wrote in a strange script which the villagers decided to send off to oxford for analysis Ooh. Ooh, yeah so she would I don't know how to describe her strange, like her writing, but it just like looks like scribbles and kind of like the Etnies logo. Do you remember Etnies? No, I got. I got to look at this up. Yeah, so it just kind of looks like weird scribbling, kind of like or like a lot of organic twists and turns, circles and stuff like that. Like the shoes? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they were super. They were like super popular, maybe when we we're like in elementary school. Oh, okay. I don't remember these, but. Okay. I remember I had a pair and I felt like a cool cat. You were high class. I was high class. Yeah. Well, no, I was, I was cool. <laughs> high class and cool are not the same thing. For us, I think it was Tamagotchis. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> we were like stuck in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. 
Your your school was stuck in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Well, we had, there was kids, because I didn't have one for the longest time, because they were sold out everywhere. But, like, kids would take them to school, and they'd have people babysit them. Like, they'd give them to friends to babysit them. So they wouldn't die? Yeah. It's like, teachers would get so mad, obviously, because kids are taking care of these imaginary pets. And there's, like, beeping in class. It's like, every time you take care of it, it beeps. Yeah. Like, put them away. (laughs) Pause it. Oh my gosh, that'd be so much fun to have like a Tamagotchi babysitting like business <laughs> and then charge money. I think people did. I don't know if they charged money, but I'm pretty sure people had like two or three at a time to get recess. Dude, I'd straight up be like Cheetos. If you got, yeah, Cheetos is the currency. Tamagotchi sitting is the game. And I'm number one at this game. Mm-hmm. You just have like all of them like in little high okay. chairs. <laughs> No, like you have no, like I'd walk them, but the like the leash would just be like a longer keychain, and then all this big dangling. Oh my goodness! Like, come along, children, let's go. Oh <laughs> put him down the slide. We put him in the swing. Woo! <laughs> the so best babysitter. <laughs> I'd kill those. I don't even. I kill those tamagotchis in like in five minutes. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So around. Okay, after around 10 days, um, daily efforts were made to discover her language and country, but without effect. So at last, a Portuguese man of the, of the name of Manuel Ineso, who happened to be in Bristol, had an interview with her. And he professed that he was able to interpret what she said. The tale he re- relie- not relieved, revealed... <laughs> was that she was the daughter of a person of high rank, of Chinese origin, by Mandan, or Malay woman, who was killed in war between the Bugus, or cannibals, and the Mandans, Malays. So, whilst walking in her garden at Javasu, a Javasu would be, like, her country. Okay. So, while walking in her garden at Javasu, attended by three salmon, or women... Um, she was seized by pirates and, com- and commanded by a man named Chiming, bound hand and foot, her mouth covered, and carried off. So she herself, in her struggles, wounded two of the Chiming's men with her crees. One of these di- one of these died, and the other recovered by assistance assistance of a surgeon. So after eleven days, she was sold to the captain of a brig called the Tapabu. And one month later, she arrived at a port, presumably Batavia. And she remained there for two days and then started for England for some reason, which was reached in 11 weeks. So in consequence of ill usage by the crew, she made her escape to shore somehow. And she had a dress of silk embroidered and interwoven with gold, but she had been induced to exchange this with a woman in a cottage whose doors were painted green, but the situation of which she could not describe. So the garments she wore now were those she had received from the cottager. So can I back up for just a second? Yeah, because that shore was confusing <laughs> as hell. A little bit. So, <clears throat> sorry. One of my questions is, so what does it mean if she wounded two of the Chiming's men with her crease? Is that like a fighting style? Or is that I don't know. They got <laughs> I got this from some weird old <laughs> inscription thing. Okay, I'm gonna look it up. 
So kris or karis in the Indonesian languages is an Indonesian asymmetrical dagger with distinctive blade patterning um, achieved through alternating laminations of iron and Nicholas iron. So it's just like a very fancy dagger, it sounds like. Oh, it looks like... So it looks like one of those daggers from like a, like a witch or something would use. Like it's very wavy, just like... Oh my god, it's like the blade of it wiggles. <laughs> That's what it looks like to me. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Carry on. So after wandering over the country for six weeks, she had arrived at Almondsbury for some reason. This is the randomest town. Like did it, she didn't go to Bristol or anything. She just or went London to London or yeah, or yeah, well known. Yep. So okay. she spoke of her mother's teeth as artificially blackened. So by chewing okay. betel nut, which I have I, seen stuff like this before. Yeah. But, um, her face and arms were painted, and she wore a jewel in her nose, and a gold chain from it was attached to her left temple. Um, her father had three more wives, and he was usually born upon the shoulders of Makratus, common men, in a palanquin. So kind of like one of those things that people carry like royalty in? Is that what it is? I believe so. Yeah, it's like a fancy little hut thing that people carry. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so Caribou described the dress she wore at home. Seven peacock's feathers adorned the right side of her cap or turban. Upon being furnished with calico, she made herself a dress in the style she had been accustomed to. It was short in the skirt, the sleeves wide and long, enough to reach to the ground. A broad embroidered band passed around her waist, and the fringe of the skirt of the sleeves in the bosom was embroidered. She wore no stockings and was furnished with sandals of Roman fashion. She sometimes twisted her hair and rolled it up at the top of her head and fastened it with a skewer. I mean, that's how I go to bed. <laughs> with a chopstick in your hair? No, a skewer. A skewer, okay. Wrought iron skewer. Ooh, not a dagger? No. Oh. I'd stab Mr. Kendra then if it was a dagger. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Come on. Okay, so for 10 weeks... Princess Caribou danced exotically for the magistrate's friends, used a bow and arrow, fenced, prayed to her god whom she named Alatala, and even swam naked when she was on her own, which is scandalous in England. Oh yeah, I guess, yeah. Scandalous, can't even show your ankles. Mm -mm. She Having... has a short skirt, how dare she. I know, short skirt, how dare she. What a hussy. Okay, so having become something of a celebrity, she acquired exotic clothing, had her portrait painted, and even had a ball in Bath held in her honor. Her authenticity was attested to by a Dr. Wilkinson, who identified her language using Edmund Fry's Pantographia, and stated that marks on, her, on the back of her head were the work of Oriental surgeons. Ooh, brain surgery. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what 1817 brain surgery looks like. I have no clue. I don't think I want to know. There is, though, so, I forget which country or region it's from, but there was, there is, like, evidence of successful brain surgery done, like, way before, I think, even, like, the birth of Christ. But there's, like, gold, I think, that they, like, replace the skull with. Egypt? I don't remember. Maybe? I put money on Egypt. I put a small percentage of on Egypt. A small I percentage. Do know, like <laughs> ugh, one like bad. <laughs> I do know like the first surgeries ever. This is pretty gruesome, but like cavemen or whatever, 
if they can't one had a headache or something something mm -hmm. in their head they would just be like we're just gonna bash in a hole a little bit in your skull and then it's just yeah. gonna let some of the whatever Release out yep. yeah okay yeah so there's trepanation i think um dates back to seven thousand to ten thousand years ago um and it says it's perhaps the oldest surgical procedure from which at least there's evidence for it. And apparently there's evidence in forms of cave paintings and human remains. Bashing in skulls with a little sharp rock. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Neolithic period. If I was back then, I would never say I had a headache. <laughs> never. <laughs> never. It's the last headache you're going to have. Yep. One way or the other. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Oh no. Okay, so it says apparently there's also evidence of trepanation being performed on a cow in France between like 340 to 3000 BC or sorry, 3400 to 3000 BCE and it was formed while it was alive, but the cow didn't survive. Of so, course not. That was yeah. 3000 years ago. The cow's dead. Well, no. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> okay, continue on. Okay, so so by all accounts, Princess Caribou was having a wonderful time. Mm -hmm. She got a she got a painting done, like a portrait. <laughs> like a, Do you that's know a how like, like huge of a privilege that was? Mm -hmm. Huge. Even like back in Edwardian times, like photos, you didn't get those a lot. You saved up a pretty penny to get those. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So yeah, she's living high on the hog for free. That is until June of 1817, when the landlady of a boarding house in Bristol named Mrs. Neely um, opened her newspaper and read about Princess Caribou. She oh, no. recognized the description of the woman in the newspaper report. She had provided her with lodgings some six months ago, oh, around no. the time where Mrs. Kit where Caribou was supposedly in the hold of a pirate ship. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, so when confronted by her landlady, Mrs. Carib or not Miss, I keep wanting to say Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Caribou. Caribou. So Princess Caribou had no trouble speaking English. Her ruse, which had gone on for three months, was over. It transpired that the self-styled princess was really Mary Wilcox or Mary Baker, okay. who came from Witheridge in Devon. She was no princess, but the daughter of a cobbler. Apparently, she had adopted the disguise in the hope that it would make her more interesting. I mean, it, it did. did for a bit. <laughs> yeah. It did for a, It worked really well. For a few months, yeah. She got a portrait out of it and a free ball. Like... <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the Portuguese sailor had been her accomplice as well. Mm-hmm. So by now, Mr. Worrell had also received word from from the academics about, so Oxford, about Caribou's native script, which he had earlier asked to write down, and then he sent it off to Oxford, you know, which mm -hmm. is the oldest university in the world and one of the most prestigious, right? Mm -hmm. So when Oxford scholars examined Caribou's written script, they deemed it humbug language. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I want that as a review for our podcast. Is humbug language? Humbug language. Humbug language. The Love Foolish it. Wanderers podcast is humbug language. <laughs> Five stars. 
Best insult ever. Still give it five stars. Five stars. Okay. Also, people at Oxford pointed out that there was no island called Javasu. Unsurprisingly. Yes. <laughs> it sounds like a Star Wars planet. It does. Like, so close to Jakku. Yeah. Oh, Jakku. yeah, yeah. Might as well be that, yeah. Yep. But surprisingly, the villagers did not turn on the unmasked princess. Instead, they helped pay for the lady woman to sail to Philadelphia, USA. That's expensive too, isn't it? She, I know, but she wanted to go to America. That was like her dream. And they, oh, they, okay. they like all pitched in and sent her on her mm. way. So the Americans were excited to meet Mary Wilcox or Mary Baker, who told tales of her adventures. And of course she did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they all wanted to meet Mrs. No, I keep wanting to say Mrs. Caribou. Oh my yeah, God. Right. Princess She's Caribou. the heiress to the coffee line. She's the heiress of the coffee empire. <laughs> yes. Okay, so this part was kind of funny, I thought. So on the 13th of September, 1817, a letter was printed in the Bristol Journal, allegedly from Sir Hudson Lowe, the official in charge of the exiled Emperor Napoleon on St. Helena. It claimed that after the Philadelphia-bound ship bearing the beautiful caribou had been driven close to the island by a tempest, so storm, the, the intrepid princess impulsively cut herself adrift in the small boat, rowed ashore, and so fascinated the emperor that he was applying to the pope for a dispensation to marry her. She's just, like, full of lies. Full of tales, isn't she? She's just... She's full of some other stuff too uh, yeah. but that story is unverified okay <laughs> yep. so Mary Wilcox stayed in America for seven years before returning to England she made one last appearance as Princess Caribou in a London gallery where she charged visitors a shilling to see her the fake princess then returned to Bristol and married a Robert Baker ten years her senior Scandalous. <laughs> and she set up a business in Bedminster as an importer of and seller of leeches. Then, remember then, it was like an important medical commodity. Yeah. Now just fishing. <laughs> Don't they still- I think they still do use leeches sometimes to help with I blood clotting. I think sometimes, but I don't want Not to be the poor sucker that- it's no pun intended. That, <laughs> I was um, gonna the, say. <laughs> the leeches are pressed upon. Okay, so um, one of her clients was the Bristol Infirmary. So she, I mean, she, she was doing well, right? Mm -hmm. Bristol Infirmary selling leeches to the infirmary, right? Mm -hmm. Good customer. Um, so their daughter Mary Ann was born around 1829. So when Mary Baker or Mary Wilcox died in 1864 at the age of 75, she was buried in an unmarked grave in Hebron Churchyard, Southville. Her daughter, Marianne, carried on the business of selling leeches. That's interesting that it was an unmarked grave. Because you think if someone, like, had a, a successful business, like, she'd have a marker. Maybe the leeches business dried up? Again, no pun intended. When <laughs> <laughs> they just got mad at her, they're like, you sold our ancestors, we take away your nameplate. They just hobbled in there and lifted oh, the it leeches? up. Oh. Yeah, the leeches did. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, so Princess Caribou ended up selling leeches and got buried in an unmarked grave. But she got a portrait out of it in a bowl. 
She did. And maybe she that's lived... all that she wanted. I mean, I'm sure she wanted more, you know, as she got older, but she had a good she had a good run. She had an interesting run. Is yes, yeah. Yep. I can't and imagine I... like selling leeches would be like too like you, I think you can make a pretty good living How off that, you right? Catch them. I don't want to know. <laughs> I think there's like a creepy. I don't want to. Like, let's not look this up. Let's just guess. I don't want to see. I don't like anything to do with leeches. I don't like anything no, to gross. do with eels. I've seen those nasty giant eels things before on Reddit that are like they look like sturgeon. They are that big, oh, and they're yeah. in like the shallow parts of the river. It's disgusting and scary. Don't want to know how you catch leeches. I'm gonna assume some sort of corpse in a cage that you put in the bottom of a river and then you scoop it up and hope there's a bunch of leeches on it and then you pick them off and then put them into like little cute little like goldfish bags or something like at Walmart. <laughs> I don't know. These those tanks lining the walls of leeches. They don't aren't they? They, they like run like they have like on their like run like a pair of legs, but like what? I'm pretty I've sure never seen like- them with lo- with little legs. No, they don't have legs, but it's like it's like they're acting like legs. So it's like their head and like their butt part. They like stand I up in like a shoe shape and they walk on both ends. What in the? I don't know. <laughs> how leeches like move around on land. I, I think so. I don't know. Do they? They don't move around on land. <sighs> Let me look it up. You're, so, you're yeah. making it sound like it's a little inchworm or something that they're going like. <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah, I looked up no how to way. catch them. And- correct you basically put meat in a pan or in a cage and toss it in the wherever and like pull them out <laughs> i don't like that that's nasty i'm gonna look up leeches running because i'm pretty sure yeah moving leeches on land. running what in the so moving on land on land leeches move by controlling their muscles both by widening and narrowing them they well, get I around mean, their surroundings I, I mean not to interrupt you yes. but i go i move on land by controlling my muscles too <laughs> Okay, good. <laughs> Sorry, I had to interrupt you. That was funny. <laughs> I'm glad you're not just a lump on a log. Um, so, this is both by um, they get around their surroundings by placing their front frontal suckers onto surfaces and then by tugging their bodies in the direction they want to go. Okay, so I guess it is like an inchworm. For some reason, I thought it was like on they had little like, legs, and they were just like, "Here I go, I'm gonna do my little." Not like legs, but I thought they like walked on like both ends of their body like a horseshoe shape okay what am i thinking of i don't know i don't want to know it sounds creepy i wanna yeah i'm not a leeches person it's just freaky like how like you kill them you know it's like put a lighter to them or it's the salt salt a leech to get it off Uh the matchstick or the lighter thing yeah like just nasty yeah they're they're pretty gross they i haven't had them since maybe i was like a teenager maybe like one or two i remember i had a i went into the lake and like the like the weedy part like muddy weedy mm-hmm. part once and i came out and i had a few on my toes and my no. ankles no thanks no 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 no, no. yeah that's, that's i can't walk into like places where there's leeches like i mentally i just not here for it <laughs> so you're you not gonna like find feel me them like, you can like feel them like yeah no like sucking and then like when you're a kid you're like i'm just gonna you know take my little fingers and like pull, pull, pull them off and stuff and that hurts because they got the yeah. little like little like fang things in there because they like curl in there <laughs> yeah 
that's ex- get the salt. Yep. Get the have, salt. So you get those matchbooks at casinos. <laughs> you just burn them off. My designated leech matchbooks. I was right. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch this, and I'm pretty sure this is. It's like a different breed of leech. What is this? It says in Japan, so maybe it's a Japanese leech. It's a Japanese leech, and it runs. <laughs> I'm gonna watch this video. Hold on. <laughs> speed demon, come back here! I dare you. I'm gonna suck your blood. Okay, yes, I'm pretty much correct. So they, it's kind of like an inchworm, but they just walk on their two ends. I'll put the link if you guys want to watch like this video. Their heads up, like they're like they're walking like a person. No, so it's like. It's as if you put a worm on its head and on its butt and walk it like a horseshoe. It's like that. Walk it like a horseshoe. What? Is that a rap song? Walk it like a horseshoe. Walk it like a horseshoe. I'll send it to you. I'll put a link in the description, Wanderers, if you guys want to check out this video. But this is, yeah, they kind of just they walk on both ends, kind of like a horseshoe. Walk it like a horseshoe. <laughs> it's our new rap song coming out in 2020. Never. I just think so. 2020 never. <laughs> you sounded like a teenager. Oh, thank you. That's how we get no trying to be like a like a like a snotty teenager. <laughs> you know, their mom's like, clean up your room. You're like, okay, mom, I'm gonna do it. 2020 never. Yeah. 2020 never. Holy ew. <laughs> yeah, it does. Okay, I guess that is the best way to describe how it's walking is walk oh it God. like a horseshoe. Okay, I get it. Right, be a t-shirt. I'm gonna make a leech t-shirt. Yeah. Okay. Sources for this <laughs> interesting episode were the History Press UK, all that's interesting.com, and Wikipedia and Wikisource. I just scrolled down to like look at the photos that you have. She doesn't even look like Asian at all. She no, like she's Asian. like she's whiter than white. So I know. I said she was like a Rachel Dolezal, or um, who else just got caught doing that? Wait, what? Um, or that George Soros guy? Like, I don't know who these people are. You gotta get off of TikTok. <laughs> Actually, maybe you don't want to know. <laughs> Where are you looking? This is like the this is like the news news. Like that Rachel Dolezal chick was is like. Was doing like blackface and pretending she was black. Oh, I think I have seen something like that. Yeah. And then the George Soros guy is unfortunate. Is it George Soros? No, it's not George Soros. <laughs> I messed up his name. <laughs> oh no, he's offended. How dare! Mother hell. <laughs> George, the okay. George Soros is not pretending to be. Okay, George Soros is American, as a Hungarian American businessman. Oh. He's very wealthy. He is not the guy okay. I'm thinking of. It is what in the Santos? George Sorry. Santos. It is George Santos, who's a current um, U.S. representative oh, yeah. from New York. I just scrolled down to like look at the photos that you have. She doesn't even look like Asian at all. No, she's like she looks white. She's whiter than white. I know. I said so she was like a Rachel Dolezal, or um, who else just got caught doing that? Wait, what? Um, or that George Soros guy? Like, I don't know who these people are. 
You gotta get off of TikTok. <laughs> Actually, maybe <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> Where are you looking? This is like the this is like the news news. Like that Rachel Dolezal chick was is like was doing like blackface and pretending she was black. Oh, I think I have seen something like that. And then that, the yeah. George Soros guy is unfortunate. Is it George Soros? No, it's not George Soros. I messed <laughs> up his name. <laughs> oh no, he's offended. How dare. Mother hell. <laughs> George the Okay, George Soros is not pretending to be. Okay, George Soros is American as a Hungarian American businessman. He's very wealthy. Ooh. He's not the guy I'm thinking of. Okay. It is what in the Santos. Sorry. George Santos? It is George Santos, who's a current um, U.S. representative from oh, New York. Yeah. And he has, like, lied about his entire life. He said, like, his mom or something, like, survived the Holocaust. And that she How was young Jewish. And then, like, he's like, oh, I didn't mean that she's Jewish. I mean that she's, like, Jew-ish. What? And, like, he, like... He's like lied that he went to some schools and like all this other stuff. It's just, it is insane. I can't even, you can't keep up with him. It is like the lies upon lies upon lies. It's found it out. Like he's in the Republican Party. It's found out that he is a, you should be a drag queen. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like, I guess I did hear about this, but just like the part where he pretended to go to all these schools and now they're like, no, yeah, we don't know who you are. Yeah. Oh goodness! Yeah. So yeah, it is not. It is George Santos. LOL. It is not George Soros. Oh goodness, that's close. But yeah, no. But it's not. No, it's different. not. Yeah, it could be different. Sorry to that man. Sorry to George Soros. Do <laughs> not come for me. I know you're a billionaire. Oh goodness. If I, I end up in a, if I end up in one of those, in a weather balloon flying over oh, China, please somebody come get me before they shoot it down. Before they shoot it down. All right, Wanderers, thank you so much for listening. We hope you guys enjoyed this awesome episode. If you have any suggestions for any future episodes, please feel free to email us at fwplisteners at gmail.com. And I'm not using a script today, unlike the NFL. Oh, no. That's a joke. Okay. (laughs) That's a current meme. But anyways, oh my gosh, I forgot it. No, (laughs) I got it. Challenge yourself. And as always... New episodes of the FWP are released weekly from wherever you get your podcast from. And if you'd like to help support us, the best way, obviously, is to listen, which you are right now. So thank you. But if you'd like to help us a little bit more, we'd really appreciate it if you would consider leaving us a five-star review. Yes. All right, Wanderers, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you guys next time. (laughs) 